you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison's. American Family Radio. Welcome to Friday with the Addisons. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Brother Richard and Jay Macron tap to help us navigate the show. Usually we do a little bit of a lighter show. We call it our gumbo show. Everything just kind of goes into the pot. I will tell you, um, we're going to have a special focus today. We're asking the question, what about the children? Mm. And I feel like to, to a certain extent, we ask that question every time <laughs> we talk about any issue. I almost feel like it's almost every time. Yeah. Um, so this may not be as unique a show as I think it is in my mind, um, but <laughs> I will say this: is. here's what I here's what I would like to do. I kind of would like to open the phone lines just a little bit earlier. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I want to weave phone calls in and out of our conversation today. Okay. And our question is, what about the children? So here is what I what I want to do, and and I'm going to set up in this segment, and then we come back on the other side of the segment. We'll open the phone lines up and get some of your questions and your comments. Um, I'd like to hear some of your observations. We live in a culture that is hostile to truth, that is in open rebellion against God, and is longing, is longing, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to influence our children, mm. longing to influence our children away from the faith. And and I and I want to tell you something. The the um, the progression of this battle that we are in um, over the souls of our children is glaring like that. This is um, probably um, one of those intense moments. If, if you guys can think about maybe what you've read in history for some of us, what we've experienced to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But certainly the longer you live, the more experience you get to kind of rack up under your belt. Um, and then for some of us who didn't have those experiences, we are able to read about it. And then as you mature in the Lord, you're able to read with great discernment. You didn't have to live through something, but you could read and and maybe understand um, the way the enemy is operating in that time. And so what am I saying? Here's the point that I'm trying to make. There are certain, um, um, how do I explain this? Okay, let me tell you what I have noticed. Let me tell you what I've noticed. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Um, an illustration here to make my point, because I really want people to understand what I'm trying to communicate. So I'll use our son, um, J.D., as an example, as I as I watch him grow. There are moments in his growth. And if you've got older kids, you may have seen this before, where he goes through this stage where he gets he gets really, really like um, chubby. OK, he gets real chubby. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he wakes up the next morning and he has stretched out. Right. So he's growing a little bit every day. Right. I mean, you know, he's his body is changing. He's growing a little bit every day. But there are those moments where there's actually a noticeable like. Right. There's something happening. You can see it. Like Like you you see it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And then what I usually do is I look back and I go, oh, that explains he was getting he was his body was actually preparing for this 
this growth. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's an amazing thing. It just kind of will stretch out, you yeah. know? And I believe that we see this happening, spiritually speaking, we see this happening in the culture where the enemy is sort of always seeking to make these gains, like grabbing these little um, pieces here and there. And, and we're always in a battle. Daily, we're in a battle. But there are critical moments where there is like a sudden lurching toward wickedness where mm-hmm. you you you're like, whoa whoa, what, what just happened? Right. But, but each generation, I think, um, experiences this in different ways, right? So maybe you had the rebellion of the boomers in the sixties, you know what I mean? The, the, the open rebellion, the rejection of, um, those, the norms Mm -hmm. of their parents where the, the sexual revolution would be maybe how you would kind of, um, describe that I, I don't know and of course I didn't live it I just read about it but when I read these things I go whoa that that was a critical moment like yeah. that was a that was a lurching forward those were markers in time where you can yes. point back to and say it and say like okay this is when some things changed yes yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and so what I'm saying is that I believe that right now we are in another one of those moments where it is not the it is not the sexual revolution of our children and and i would say it is not even a revolution that our children are choosing mm-hmm. but it is a revolution of sorts in and i would say it is a revolution in the sexualization of our children like the not just um exposing them to to sexual content but causing great confusion among them and it's happening on many different fronts and right. and and you know we could look at this as is just sort of like um well this is just how culture moves along this is just kind of how we keep going but i i really think that there is something um spiritually speaking much bigger than that i think this is a moment of great lurching and so when you have this sort of like boom like this quick like just jerking forward mm-hmm. um what should be our response to that? Mm-hmm. Now we we could we could um we could dumb it out and just be like I don't know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, you know it's just it's just times that we're living in, and 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 you could just downplay it, or or you could use the type of um, discernment that God expects you to have. God expects you to have discernment. Like the Lord did not put us in this culture, deposit us in this world and leave us to just be like, nah, you know, that's just way we are tasked with being salt and light. So there's a great responsibility. There's a great expectation on our part. Right. So what are we supposed to do? So if we are able to discern these things and see these things, um, there must be some things that we're expected to do there. And so now I have, I have often lamented in different ways, you know, why didn't, parents of old kind of do some things differently as you saw these things making grabs, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think part of it was a certain dullness. Yeah. Right. Like it was and a certain, it's, it's pointing to something I think we experience now. It's like that in every yes. generation that there, there have been a dullness yes. about something that has gone on to the next generation. And Come on. It, it just continues to go on. That's exactly the point that I'm making. So, I don't want to be a part of my children's look back mm-hmm. and say, man, how did y'all let that happen? I want to call it out. You know what I mean? Mm. I want to be in the group of people who are saying this is absolute wickedness. 
This is on purpose. This is not an accident. You've got people who are being very intentional and very sinister. I'm asking the question. So, man, what about our children? Like, are we going to just say, well, you know, there's there's things that they're going to have to experience. Are we going to take are we going to be are we going to be cowards? Mm, right. On. Are we going to be cowards and then just let these things happen? Or are we going to do the difficult work that has always been the expectation of those who follow the Lord that we're supposed to be distinct in the earth? And are we going to send a message? Are we going to send a message? And so what I'm what, I, what I'm talking about may sound may sound a little bit radical, but it's crazy because. The early church would have been like, that's not radical. <laughs> yeah. Like the early church would have been like, that's what we call living. What you call radical is what we call living. It's uh, actually called being in the world, but not of it. Right. Like so. So this is what is required in this moment. So I want to turn our attention back to Florida again. And people are like, man, Miki, why won't you get your finger off Disney? Because Disney has its fingers on your children. Yeah. And guess what, my friends? They know it. Their employees know it. Their their um, shareholders know it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, they know. They it. know. They know. They know. It. Mm-hmm. they know it. And as we see, advocacy groups know it. Like yes. HRC, like those. Yes. Agenda That's driven. Right. They know it too. That's right. The human rights campaign. Um, Glad. Uh, mm-hmm. All of the, the 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 media. They all know that Disney has trust among parents. And they know that Disney has the eyes and ears and the affection of children. Mm-hmm. And so the press on Disney now is, so what are you going to do with that kind of influence comes great responsibility, Disney. And so they are all calling on Disney to do better. But we somehow don't. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're like, nah, we're still going to consume it. We're not going to press Disney we're not going to hold Disney's feet to the fire. We're not going to say, hey, listen, you know, you had been a trusted name in our in our home, um, but you're you're straying away. No, we say we're not going to do that. We're just we're just going to keep consuming it here and there. And let me tell you, even for those who won't admit publicly that they're still consuming it, they're still consuming it. Mm-hmm. And they will they will they will message online and they will post online how this is reprehensible. But at the same time, they still have Disney Plus streaming in their homes. Yeah. So so what I what I'm saying though is where is the real grassroots activism where people say you know what I'm not going to do that. Now here here's how I want to make the case, all yeah. right? I want to look at a few stories here that I think really reveal this moment that we're in and unless people unless people pull the plug on some things you will look back on this moment and you will remember that man this was the great lurching forward. Mm-hmm. This this was the moment where um, it was blatant. It was open where people openly admitted, hey, we know we have access to children here. And so we're not going to like we're not going to give up that access. Right. But the parents who are tasked with protecting the children stood by and said nothing. This will be the moment that you'll look mm-hmm. back on. This is the the, the mass sort of like. Um, how do we reprogram? How do we re- reprogram? OK, so here is, uh, again, a few more stories from the world itself, and you know what I mean, the world itself, um, as Disney reels over, and this is the headline that they had made, the actual bill is the Parental Rights and Education Bill that we're talking about in Florida, House Bill 1557, Senate Bill 1834, um, now signed into law to protect children in Florida, pass, passing the House and the Senate um, to protect children in Florida. Um, 
but it was, it was, what's the word I want to use? Um, it was hatefully and erroneously and intentionally misleadingly. That's a lot um, <laughs> called the don't say gay bill, but it's all of those. I mean, that's what, that's what they did. Right. Yeah. And, and you had even, even the conservatives on their outlets referring to this bill yeah. in this way, which I thought is such a major lose for us. Like, why do we, why do we say these things? I understand there are certain things that can be unavoidable, but the things that can be avoided, uh, avoid them. Like yeah. why? You know what I mean? So anyway, so here's the story here. It says Disney reels over. And then of course it's from a secular outlet. Um, the Hollywood Reporter, and so it, it calls it the Don't Say Gay Bill. All right. Staffers are now debating whether or not they should take their grievance with Disney public or maintain their private stand, okay? Should they take their grievance public or maintain their private stand? I find this really interesting, and I want to share it with you um, because I want you to understand that this truly is war. It's like the gauntlet has been thrown down, and the the winner will get the spoils mm. and the spoils <laughs> are our children Man. guys. I can't stress that enough. The yeah. spoils are our children. And, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm asking the question. It seems like it's such a simple question. Like what about the children? Like, do we, do we care as much as they care? It seems that they are more committed to our children for their aims and objectives than we are. And that really grieves me. I find that to be very weak and, um, and cowardly. Here's the, here's the article. Uh, it begins this way. Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family. That's been an unspoken rule at Disney as in much of corporate America for generations, but in a dramatic departure from the company's longstanding culture of public positivity, some LGBTQ employees of the media giant have been breaking that rule to object to Disney's handling of Florida's bill. I'm not calling it what they call it. I'm just kind of editing on the fly here as necessary. All right. When um, what in previous eras might have sparked internal employee grumbling about a company policy instead went public in spectacular fashion, thanks to mounting frustration over so-called anti-gay legislation cropping up nationally. A generational change in how employees view their activism at work. Mm. Hmm. Wow. And listen to this, guys. And this is so important. This article reads, a tight job market in animation means that there are other attractive places besides Disney to make animated films and TV shows. In other words, the push on Disney is you're not the only place to work if we want a career in animation. And what should be understand from that, or understood from that statement is that in those places will meet our goals and objectives. Wow. We're going to talk about what some of those places are on the other side of the break. Aaron the Addison's. Friday edition. Stay there. I appreciate your grind. You give me everything I need, but I really want your time. I, want your time. I must confess, it's hard to express how I'm feeling, but I'm going blocks of bitterness quickly becoming builders. Listen, you're never home to the point that I don't notice when you're gone. I'm getting older, but I'm growing all alone. I'm all alone. How can you raise me without even knowing me? Everything I do is just to get you to notice when you realize you're the great influence in my life. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. Um, of sorts, you know, it's the gumbo show. Everything yeah. kind of goes in the pot. Um, we want you to be a part of this conversation. Want to weave in your comments. Um, the question I'm asking today that I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about this all week as we're looking at what is, is happening in Florida, but it has ripple effects. So this is what's happening in Hollywood, so to speak, uh, what's happening in entertainment and the cards that I think are being revealed, kind of being turned face up um, in a bold, brazen 
um, lurch forward in their minds, lurch forward. I really see it. it it's a lurch attack. Like it's a, you know, just a, a movement toward wickedness, really. Yeah. Um, but we're in this moment right now and our children are in the crosshairs. And and I, I don't know if there's ever been a more obvious moment in history where it's like the aim is to just take your children away. I mean, they're 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 like singing songs about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know that there's been a more just sort of like brazen right. attack on right. children. And I think be, it's been there, you know, like well, like you're saying. It's with a high hand right now. It's yes. brazen. But I think under the currents, it, that's been the move and the push for some. But mm-hmm. now it's like the manifestation of it. it it's the timing. It's like yes. it feel like it's the right time, yep. you know, to just come out boldly with this yep. type of stuff. And so then it makes you wonder, like for parents, it makes you wonder, OK, so what are we going to do? Like, like, what are we going to do? Are we just, you know, will we just say, man, that's a shame. Oh, I can't believe that's happening. Or like, man, did, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Did you hear that story they were talking about? Or did you read that? Or, or or is there something a little more um, intense that we can do? And and I think that there is. Anyway, welcome back to the program. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that was Parent Me by Jason. All right. So looking at this story here, well, let me open the phone lines up because we'll periodically go back and forth um, to the phone lines and weave in the story here as we're talking about this. So if you have the patience for that, we'd love to hear from you today. 888-589-8840. 888 um, we can get the calls queued up. I want to say this one thing. Um, we got an email from <clears throat> from a sister who was asking, you know, man, it, it's kind of troubling as you look around all the things that are going on. And, and, you know, she was wondering, what is it that we let our kids watch? So I will tell you um, very little. And once we find something that we approve of, um, we still take it. If it's like a series, it's still episode by episode. And, and, and it's not like, you know, and unfortunately, and, you know, to our kids, great groaning, if if there's a if there's a series that we like and we're like, oh, that's funny, that's that's OK, you know, and then they betray our trust, you know, they're out. Once they tell us that we can't trust them, then we, we're, you know, we're out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it just and, and, you know, and it's not anyway, an easy so thing to, to it's do. It's not either, easy, you know? guys. It's but, not easy. You know, like you're saying, you know, it's necessary. And we have been given the responsibility to govern all of that, you know, as Absolutely. parents, you know, Absolutely. So you got to do what you got to do. I will tell you this. We started out, we had in our family, we had direct TV because it's like, that's just what everybody does. Like everybody has TV, right? <laughs> like, so, so you just think like everybody has TV, you had direct TV. Then the Lord um, by a spirit started dealing with our heart that we were like, mm, we don't really need this actually. I mean, all of these channels, we don't even watch this. You know what I mean? Right. So so we got rid of DirecTV and we got Roku and we had Netflix. And then um, the Lord just started dealing with our heart about Netflix. And, and we were like, we don't, we don't really need it. You know, we, we and, and this was before the 13 reasons. Like we had gotten rid of Netflix because we kind of started to see that some of the programming was just kind of leaning a little bit and we didn't feel like we could monitor it as well Mm -hmm. because once we had commended this streaming platform to our children, they were able to then navigate it. Right. So they were able to just go on and pick shows and all this because we said, okay, so this is, this is the setting that we have for you. So we felt like it was pretty safe, but then we started to, to learn, you know, actually it's not safe and we can't commend Netflix to our kids. Like we can't. And so, so we got rid of it. And, and we said, okay, 
So we're, we're just going to do Roku and we'll just choose the channels that they can watch. We choose the programs. And so now they've got some of these, <clears throat> excuse me, they've got some of these YouTubers that they like that <clears throat> start out <laughs> and they're okay. Right. And, and then, and then <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry, guys. Then we and, have to ask them. Yeah. And then you got to do what you got to do. And the thing is, I know that there are other <laughs> options out there. Um, and I don't know if, I know I've heard of uh, what Pure Flix and um, mm-hmm. Vid Angel. I think it's called. Um, there's some things that you know um, you can do. But what we've decided on is to really uh, have something that we feel like we're in control over that we can yeah. pick, hand you know, pick. hand pick and say yep. we want this, we want that, or we don't want this, or whatever. And mm-hmm. so that's been what's worked for us at, at this point. Yeah, and I will say we have we um so as far as because this is a very practical question people have said so what do you allow so we have Roku, um we choose the channels we the adults, the adults choose the channels mm-hmm. that are available through Roku. If our kids learn about something from somebody at church or they hear another kid talking about hey did you hear about this then we will look into it together we don't just say oh yeah then that's automatically approved because people have different filters so we say well let's look at it together we'll check it out or if it's something that will the great and i need to look at first then we'll do that and then we'll let them know if it's approved um we also have um we also have amazon streaming they are not allowed to search on amazon they are not allowed to look for anything on amazon amazon is not just commended to them right so you have to hand pick that programming mm-hmm. like you have to say this is what you can watch and this is what you can't watch i would like to also say at this point is important to note that our children also read books and they read the word of god and we spend time talking to them our tv is not on non-stop it's not it's, it's not, not really on most of the time like right don't, and know. i know i'm not trying to say <clears throat> i'm not trying to say that in a way that like we're the standard i'm just saying the reality of the the what we believe the lord has um has instructed us to do does not allow for the TV to constantly be running in the background. Yeah. Like it's just not, yeah. it's not even a, it's not a feature of our family. We, we don't like we could, we could go without looking at TV for days. You right. know what I mean? There's just so much other stuff that you could be doing, but there are times that we want to, we want to sit down as a family mm-hmm. and we want to laugh together. You know, we want to we want to enjoy time together. And so sometimes the TV is a feature of that. But when it is, that's something that we control. And one of the things that we've been stressing to our children is that, look, there's nothing that we love more than Jesus. Right. There's nothing that so has a grip on us that if the Lord calls us to give it up, that we're like, nah, but not that. No, I mean, there's nothing. We keep an open hand like we don't we don't love this world. We don't love this world. And sometimes I think what we communicate to our children is that, oh, there are just some things we just can't give up. There's no way Jesus expects right. us to just be bored. <laughs> right, right. Right. Like, I right. mean, I know that sounds simplistic, but like sometimes that's what we're saying. Like, there's no way Jesus wants me to be bored. Like, no, Jesus wants you to be holy. Mm. Jesus wants you to be holy. This is I mean, think about this. The, the Apostle Peter said this. Be holy for I am holy. This is the command that we've received from the Lord God. So if there's something that stands between you and that holiness, then you got to get rid of it. That thing must go, which is sometimes a game that we play. (laughs) By the way, I'm just I'm just giving you some practical like this is what we do. Go ahead, Will the Green. And even because I know some people may say, well, what about uh, other devices? We do have other devices. We have, you know, tablets. But those things are watched as well. Like as far as like we there's time limits that we give and yes. things like that. It's not just like free for all, you know, all And day. they're ours. Yeah. Like uh, our daughter, Mariah, when she turned 14, 
um, because she had shown so much responsibility and so much care for her role as the oldest sibling. There's a great responsibility for oldest siblings. Um, If you are one, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And she has really owned that role. I mean, she's very thoughtful. She is trustworthy. She's considerate. And so when she turned 14, we got her a gift of an iPad. Now, they don't have phones. Mariah and Gabby do not have phones. They're 14 and 13. JD just turned 12. They do not have phones. Mm -hmm. They do not. And we have told them repeatedly, you don't need one. When you need one, it'll be one that just makes calls and that's it. And sends text (laughs) messages. Like, I just don't I just don't see a reason why we should corrupt them. There'll be plenty of time for the enemy to try to corrupt them. But we've got to do everything that we can to protect them. But we made it very clear to Mariah that if this is this is a device given to you based on trust. If you betray that trust, if you show us that you are not worthy of that trust, then we take the device back. Right. Now, people may say, oh, that's a really strong like. No, but that's 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 the way it is. That's just the fact. If if we can't trust you, why would I give you something to set you up for failure? Now, have they look and sometimes they're, you know, there are questions that they will ask us, you know. So Mariah wants to listen to music. And she'll say, can I search for this artist, you know? And I'm talking about Christian artists, but I've told her to be careful because if you're on a music app mm-hmm. while you're searching, these other things pop up. And and there are some artists that, though you're searching for a Christian artist, they have similar names to these secular artists, mm-hmm. right? And so then their images or their thumbnails pop up and it's like, oh. So I've told her, you've got to be very careful with that. So she'll ask, can I search for this? Can I search for that? You know, um, so-and-so she's got, she's got, um, she's got some access to podcasts, right? But again, she has to be very careful. So she'll say, Hey, can I listen to this? This is, can, this is a podcast. This is about this. Is this okay? Yeah, this is okay. That, mm, no, I'm not, I don't, I don't want you to listen to that. We listen to podcasts together. I highly recommend to you the podcast series compelled. Mm-hmm. It's a great series. It tells yes. real stories of great, real great Christians. Series. Yep. It's it is it is fantastic. We listen to it with our family and our kids are growing and they're learning about the way the world is. They're learning about the pull of sin, but they're also learning about the power that is the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Well, the great. Let's go to the phone lines. I did want to go back to this article. I'll do it in a second. But I understand that we've got some calls queued yes. up. The question today is what about the children? So let's take a couple calls here and then we'll kind of toggle back and forth. All right. Let's go to Renee in Alabama. Hi, Renee. Hi, how are you both? Hello. Doing well. You know, I'm heartbroken with Disney because I grew up with Disney. But, sure. you know, this could be a blessing in disguise because now I think that the Christian community needs to come together and start producing Bible-based cartoons mm-hmm. to explain the Bible to our children like they're doing with the Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. and make it where these children will be like, oh, this is so neat. I mean, so that they'll be just as intrigued with what Disney was doing the same way. That's right. And, you know, I, and that, I see a silver lining in that cloud, and that's really all I wanted to say. Thank you so much for taking my call. God bless you both. Oh, God God bless bless you, Renee. I appreciate that. And I think that you're really hitting on something that is so important. And I want to point to also something that we enjoy with our family is Ryan DeFratis. Mm -hmm. Um, And look, man, I think our older kids might be upset if we let people know 
that they also enjoy Ryan DeFratis because maybe the target audience is a little bit younger than they are, but they started <laughs> watching it. They started watching it a while back. And um, this is something that we enjoy. And so I want to say again that this is something that we're even trying to respond to here at the American Family Association through American Family Studios. So we have a series, Ryan DeFratis, an animated series. It's sort of like the animation is very similar to like Wild Kratts. I don't know if people would be familiar with that. But again, to have a, a message, a theme in entertaining um animation mm -hmm. and and this is something that christians should be doing and i would say this this is something that christians should be doing well yes yes i mean yes <laughs> okay yes all right like let's let's yes. just let's just say it. okay so yes. <laughs> so anyway renee i agree with you 100 percent. all right well the great where do we go next all right let's go to june hi june well hello hello hi. so good to talk to y'all mm -hmm. thank you um I'm a grandmother, actually, and a great-grandmother. And so uh, my experiences with my three children were, in a, I hate to say, in a better state than what they are right now. Sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's like an example. Disney bought the right to uh, Jim Henson's Muppet. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the old the Muppet show ended up on Disney Plus. And it wasn't on there a week <laughs> before the left was complaining that it was racist, it was this, it was that. And my kids, they weren't raised to think that way. Mm -hmm. The Muppets, the Muppets were racist? They're like orange yeah. and blue. Like they're, I mean, I don't, they're, oh, yeah. I mean, aren't they, like the last time I checked, the Muppets were like orange and blue and like, like some of them are like monsters. I don't understand. So what is, what is the discrimination oh, yeah. there against? I just, and then maybe you don't know that June. That's okay. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, they put up, uh, you know, like when they, um, uh, uh Rate a movie being R or PG mm -hmm. or whatever. Which I don't they trust, yes. They had warnings on there about the Muppets. Hmm. Interesting. That is very interesting. June, I will say this just because incidentally here. Um, I don't trust movie ratings. Mm -hmm. Just because something is PG or PG-13, I don't commend it to our children. And we've actually joked about this. Um when when Gabby turned 13, you know, the joke about like, oh, I'm 13, so I can watch PG-13 movies. <laughs> no. Girl, girl, eat your cake. Sit down. You're not, you're like, guys, I mean, anyway. Yeah, no, I don't trust the ratings, guys. I don't trust the ratings because the ratings imply that we all have the same measure of what content should be consumed at that age. Right. And we don't. <laughs> we don't. Right. So it's going to be something that I'm going to need to watch, um, you know, beforehand and then let our kids know if it's something that they can actually consume. Right. Today we're asking the question, what about the children? As we look at the culture, just sort of making this kind of lunge toward our children, it's almost the entire culture itself just lurching toward destruction, trying to grab your kids and take them with, with them. 
um, a conversion of sorts. Hmm. I'm just asking, what about the children? What are we willing to do to protect our children and preserve the proliferation of the gospel? We'll grab this break and then we'll come right back. Stay there. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's Friday edition, um, the Gumbo Show. Special focus today, we're asking the question, what about the children? What about the children? What about mm. our children? That's what right. we're asking. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Trip Lee with Gave It All. We're taking your calls at 888-589-8840. I know that your calls are queued up. I'm weaving those calls in and out of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going back to this article, looking at the big press that's been put on Disney to become a political action group. That's that's (laughs) what it is. Exactly. The pressure is is on. That's that's what we're looking at. Okay, that's what we're looking at. Mm. Um, Back back to this article, a woman by the name of Dana Terrace, Dana Terrace. She was the creator of the Disney Channel animated series, The Owl House, which Mm. featured multiple LGBT characters, (laughs) deviant, deviant characters. All right. Um, She posted a video on Twitter where um, I'm going to try to quote her here. I'll just use blank in the in the she basically says I'm. And she uses a bad word. I'm mm-hmm. I'm tired of making Disney look good. Mm. That's what she said. I'm tired wow. of making Disney look good. What is what is what is she talking about? <laughs> right. What is she talking about? She's saying basically when Disney likes to use things like the Owl House to say, "See, we have representation." She's saying that is ridiculous. She's saying that's ridiculous. And then she's saying basically everything that she's gotten into the series, she had to fight for. She had to fight for like, don't don't basically she didn't want to be used. Don't mm. use me to say that you're doing things in this community when when actually you're not. You're not. Um, it's interesting to me in this article, this article says Chapek, who sees himself as the guardian of a brand with fans in red and blue states alike, said that such statements are often weaponized by one side or the other to further divide and inflame. And what are those statements? Those statements that when you are taking up somebody else's cause. Right. So like if if what Chapek is saying is that if he would have weighed in on Florida's legislation, mm-hmm. then that weighing in would have been weaponized by one side or the other. Mm. So he chose to be quiet. And basically, he's come back a zillion times over and apologized for that. He has repented. Right. He has repented. He was Man. so sorry that he didn't say anything. And he's and now he's going to have to try to make atonement and make make right on that's in. <laughs> and not only not only not only will he have to do that, but the push is so strong. Mm. The push is so strong. And what's interesting to me about as I as I look into this and I'm comparing kind of uh, meshing these different articles together, what it seems like to me is that the younger employees at Disney are pushing the hardest for this. Mm. And the younger employees are saying, hey, we've got other places that we can go. So let me read a little bit more here and then we'll we'll um, weave in a couple more calls. Mm-hmm. Disney employees and creators with ties to the company began sharing their feelings about the company's stance on social media using the hashtags hashtag don't say gay and hashtag Disney do better in a separate letter to Disney leadership that was eventually shared public or publicly uh, Employees of Pixar Animation, Disney TV Animation, and Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution all expressed their disappointment. 
The Pixar letter argued that it isn't just Disney's role in Florida politics that troubles them. Listen, guys, lean in for this part. It isn't just Disney's role in Florida politics that troubles them, but the company's role in its own content. Quote, nearly every moment of overtly gay affection is cut at Disney's behest, regardless of when there is protest from both the creative teams and leadership at Pixar. That's what the letter said. Some employees, often the younger ones, have been emboldened to speak publicly about their concerns thanks to recent events that helped build solidarity. Watch this. From the racial justice protests that followed the police killing of George Floyd in 2020 to Animation Guild bargaining. They also watched as hundreds of Netflix employees staged walkouts in October over Dave Chappelle's comedy special at the streamer. Now, listen, here's here's here are the moments that we often miss. Right. So you've got all of these employees over at Netflix who are like, man, we're walking out. If you're going to promote Dave Chappelle, who is speaking very openly about the biological fact of male and femaleness. <laughs> OK, you've got all these employees who are like, we're going to walk out. But here's the thing. You can scarcely get families to cut their Netflix subscription. Mm. Like you can. So you have this kind of solidarity coming from these people who have these nefarious goals and objectives. But it's very difficult for us to do the same type of what would be seen as disciplined protest work. Man, but why is that? Um, <clears throat> love of the world. Man, and that's, I yes, I, I, I believe so. I think, <clears throat> you know, I was talking about this yesterday, those hooks that have yeah. been placed in, inside of us. Like we, when it's time to go, we hesitate or we like, uh, you know, because we love these things, you know. So when you have those things hooked into you and it's time to go, you can't go because yes. you're pulled back. And yes. man, that's something that we have to survey our hearts uh, concerning, you know? And, and because of those hooks, because of that love, you can expect to see more content coming from Disney. I'm going to talk about in just a second on the other side, a couple more calls. going to talk about the uh, Disney plus film, uh, better Nate than ever, better Nate than ever. Hmm. Talk about what Disney's doing there and how this, this is one of those moments where they're like, Hey, you know, um. Anyway, we 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 they say they they've got to protect the children, so they've got to produce the kind of content that the kind of content that depicts children, um, being sexualized or sexually confused. Wow! And that's protecting the children. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Will the great? Where should we go? All right, let's go to Michael in Georgia. Hi, Michael. Hey, how y'all doing? Hello. I appreciate y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, some basic instructions of Christ, uh, which I spent, uh, seven years in this doctrine. I wait for Holy Ghost, uh, downloads, uh, so I don't study the Hebrew and Greek. But, um, there, there's only one way out, uh, for children and adults. There's hundreds of adults in slavery, too. Uh, they need to repent and return to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And then they need to teach a child in a way. So with your children, you have to teach them the word of God. So I have a three-year-old mm -hmm. and I teach her about Jesus Christ and God. And she watches Disney or she watches anything. Then I know that protection of the word of God is in that kid. Even if the child is exposed to something corrupt, my only hope is the word of God not to return void. But if... So 
I heard my three-year-old yesterday call us all to the middle of the room and tell us that she wanted to pray. We was on the way to Walmart. Mm-hmm. And she prayed to God in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And she said, hooray, and raised her hands at the end of the prayer, but she's only three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So she was already saying, I know the Lord's going to hear me. And she was getting fed in death. Now, people yeah. don't have a hope if they abandon the Word of God. <clears throat> Parents right. don't have a hope, yeah. nor because broad is the road to destruction, but mm-hmm. straight and narrow is the gate of salvation. Man, you know, Michael, you're making such an excellent point here. I just want to jump in because I, I, I cannot underscore enough the importance of indoctrinating our children yes. and bringing them up in truth and in righteousness. I would like to say that what you're doing, um, it may be hard to believe, but I think is a little bit on the unusual side. I don't think that there are many Christian parents that are really putting in the work to train their kids. And I want to say this too, respectfully and lovingly, and not just to Michael, but to everybody else listening. I think sometimes we have to be more on guard than we are. We think our children can handle things that they cannot. I want to say this, even for those of us who are mature followers of the Lord, if we're honest, we will recognize that the consumption of some things tend to influence us. Mm-hmm. They change the way we think on issues. They maybe soften us on issues or maybe they strengthen us on issues, depending on what the content is. So what I'm saying is, and and for example, now, and I, I agree with Michael, I think, you know, you can teach your kid right from wrong. I mean, train your kid in the scriptures. Your kid will understand how to filter to a certain extent, how to filter the content that maybe they're, they're watching. And they, they, they have a knowledge of what is right and what is wrong. What mm-hmm. I'm saying right now is that our kids are being pummeled with deviant sexual ideology. They're not, it's, it's not subtle. It is, and, and it's not intermittent. Our kids are being pummeled with these messages. So what is happening? And if parents are not training their kids, giving them a solid foundation, and if they're not going back to the word of God, then what happens is there's a great internal conflict in our, in our kid's heart. Because what we're doing is basically we're setting this before them on a plate. But then but then we say, but don't get your nutrition from it. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? It's like it's like putting a kid like, you know, putting the kid there, setting them at the table, putting this 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 plate in front of them and then saying, but now but don't get your nutrition from that. Right. Don't don't really take that in. And I think we have to be really careful. Yes, you want to fortify your kids. There are certain things that, you know, based on our kids' ages, where we started to see that they were mature and they they actually understood they have a defense. There's some things that they could watch and some things that they couldn't watch. I am not, I'm not going to um, tell people just nothing. I mean, there's some people who have that. And, man, that's great if that's the way the Lord leads you to go. I really do want our kids to learn how to live in this world but not love this world and not be of this world. Now, that means that for a time, we have to pull them back. We have to say, no, nah, we're not going to commend that to you. Right. Uh, well, let's let's try to let's squeeze in another call here before we go back to a couple of these articles. OK, let's go to Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so sorry. Hello, Brandy. Are you there? Okay. Man, I think we got a bad connection, yeah. Brandy. I apologize for that. Maybe if you can hang up and try to reconnect with us. We want to make sure that we can get in all of your comments. Yes. Well, the great. Where do we go next? Let's go to Jerry in Tennessee. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Will and Mickey. How are you guys doing? Doing hey, good. Hey, Jerry. 
Hey, um, hey, first, I just wanted you to know I'm trying to encourage everyone I can to come to the conference. I'm really looking forward to it and would love to have others there. So thank uh, you man. so much. Looking forward to it. Hey, main thing, uh, you know, as I was listening to you read that question, you got an email. You know, I think the question was kind of like, what are we supposed to watch? Now, I'm totally not judging because we all have asked that question and continue to ask that question. But when I heard you read it, it just made me think, isn't it strange how precious and sacred our entertainment is to us? It's mm-hmm. almost like the centerpiece of our lives almost, our family lives. I hate to say it that way, but I think I'm afraid it is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like an addiction, this, this desire to have the entertainment, to get the hit or whatever, mm-hmm. just like drugs, alcohol, alcohol or whatever. And unfortunately, a tremendous amount of evil comes through this addiction that we have. It's like we're going to Satan's community center every time we turn on you know, our television or our phone or whatever. And I, I was just – as I was listening you know, to the show, I was just thinking, I wonder if anybody has ever tied our Christian downfall in America to when television showed up. Because TVs hadn't been around for, I don't know, maybe 20 years or so, and then we're in the 60s and utter chaos. And then yeah. think about – But can the, I tell you this, though, Jerry? Let me say what's this. Here's, here's what's interesting to me about that. Like I, I totally hear what you're saying, but you know what I find interesting? Um, the downfall – like, okay, so you know, Jews in history, like God's chosen people didn't have television but they still found like Asherah poles and they still found like high hills and trees to kind of like, you understand what I'm saying? Like to, to, to rebel against God. So here's, here's a point that I want to make. Like, I totally hear what you're saying. Huh? What's that? (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's, 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 so it doesn't matter like how it is made available to us. It is just that it is available to us. And I want to say this and I, cause I totally get what you're saying, Jerry, but just to make sure that I bring the right tone, to the question. I didn't take the question to be like, oh man, I have to have entertainment. I took the question to be more of, well, what, you know, is there anything that you would recommend? Like, is there anything that you would say that our kids can watch or what, what is it that you guys are doing with your kids? And I didn't, and I understand the point that Jerry's making here totally, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think it was that desperate. I really didn't. I I thought it was, I just want to, I'm trying to make the right decisions. But I think that the point that Jerry is making is an interesting one that our entertainment is a mainstay. I would argue this though, in every generation, there has been a type of entertainment that is a mainstay. There's been a type. So it, it could have been books, right? What, what you read. Uh, It could have been gathering to listen to the latest person talk or, or give a, make a presentation. You know, I, I think of, um, Paul at Mars Hill, you know, I think of uh, the Areopagus, what, what are they doing? They're just gathering. They would gather to hear something new. Mm-hmm. So they, there was, there was a desire to hear what is the new thing. So every generation has always had that, that there's a, there's a, you know, content distribution. So no one is going to live, I think, um, until we're with the Lord for eternity in this place where there is not an appeal to our desire to hear something new. Or in this case, to see something new or to experience something new. I think the question for the believer is how in the midst of this depraved culture and every Christian, every Christian has to grapple with this. How in the midst of this depraved culture do we exist in it and not be of it? Right. But I do think I'll I'll go back to one other thing that I, I is sparked by what our brother Jerry here just said. I think if we're in a place where it is like a drug or it is like an addiction where we're like, oh, anything but that, Lord, 
you know, I think then those might be the moments where the Lord call would would call us to kind of step back from that. Yeah. For a season. And if in you're even thinking about stepping back, you're like, I could never do that. Like if there's something that you're like, I could never turn that off. I could never disconnect that. I can't do without that. That might be the very thing that you need to do without mm. just for a season, because that is what the Bible describes as mastery mm. until Monday. Lord willing. God bless.